This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everybody, to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week, we're talking about The Golden Child. I say, ah, 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 WandaVision. WandaVision. Let's go. Golden Child, he brings things to life. Uh, movie over. WandaVision, go. <laughs> That's true, I know. WandaVision. <laughs> Somebody should... Start a Patreon stream that we can all talk about. Hmm. Anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm sure we get a lot of subscribers. Well, well you don't know until you try. That's yeah. true. All right. The Golden Child came out in 1986, directed by Michael Ritchie, written by Dennis Feldman. Not my Ritchie. Not my Ritchie. God damn it! You beat me to it. Starring Eddie Murphy, Charles Dance, Charlotte Lewis, Victor Wong. Randall Tex Cobb, James Hong, Shakti Chin, Tiger Chong Lee. Oh, that's what it says here. Yeah, he's he kills at the Kumite. <laughs> and then uh, the J.L. Reet or Reeti as the Golden Child. Tri- trivia: mm-hmm. That was actually a girl. <laughs> yeah, I saw that in her face. I was like, I think this is a girl, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, I did, so. until I was reading the the trivia. Uh, let us not forget Peter Kwong. As Tommy Tong, who, who yeah. uh, more famously was Rain as one of the three storms in Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, there's I mean, three actors from Big Trouble in Little China. The entire cast, this. minus Kurt Russell and <laughs> Dennis Dunn. Yeah, yeah. yeah this, and Samantha. Samantha. <laughs> what the hell Kim is Kim Crazy Law doing here? This is the golden exactly. child. <laughs> All right. Uh, Alex, this was your movie. What's your history with it? Uh, this is one of those movies that uh, was very influential to me, along with, as we're talking about, uh, Big Trouble in Little China, because it really got me into like a, a Eastern mythology. It's like, oh, man, it's, it's like, of course, this is not perfect. It's a fantasy film, so they mash a bunch of stuff together. But it got me interested in uh, more mythology besides just Greek Uh and I loved it as a kid, and as an adult, I was like, holy crap, this is, I should not have been watching this as a child. I don't know what my parents were thinking. This is a hard PG-13. Yeah, it is. No F-bombs, but holy moly. Yeah, no F-bombs come from Eddie Murphy. That's kind of... I know. Yeah, it's, no, weird. it's weird. From the 80s it's like, I, I was reading on the trivia that... Exactly, 80s. Yeah. I guess Nutty Professor wasn't dropping F-bombs, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's the it My is, little fucking Hercules. <laughs> this is he didn't do another PG thirteen movie until the Nutty Professor after this one. So, Vampire um, in Brooklyn was a uh, oh fuck must yeah. have been. Yeah, I don't remember that movie. Me either. I'm Donkey. Go fuck yourself, Shrek. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, I'll go next. Uh, never saw this in the movie theater. Um, but I definitely saw this in home video. My buddy Adam like loved this movie. He loved everything Eddie Murphy growing up as a kid. And this is one that I never... I liked it, but never as much as him. And like to this day, I, I don't remember the ending of this movie at all. Like I always remember the beginning. 
up until about where he gets the knife, I think, is when I kind of always just faded off from this movie. So it was weird about the end, like the whole demon scene. I was like, what the? F- I don't remember this at all. But so I saw it a bunch as a kid, but never the whole thing, I guess. Or I blacked it out. So that's my history. Hmm. Scott? I vaguely remember seeing this on a big screen, but mostly just it being on cable. I think this one definitely made the rounds on the local channel 13 or 5. Because uh, I always remember that ending for some reason and then having it, having it being broken up by commercials. Uh, <laughs> so you remember the ending and I don't. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, but I d- definitely remembered certain things about it. Like the, the whole the knife thing, obviously. Uh, the, the, the one part of the, the score always stuck with me. Uh, the but they kind of keep going back to every other scene. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah, I hadn't seen this in a while though. Yeah, this has been a good twenty years at least for me. Um, all right, well, let's jump into it uh, as usual. We're each going to talk about seven items from the movie. Uh, Alex, why don't you lead us off? Which number seven? My number seven is the tall monkey guy with the chain. <laughs> Just very, very distinctive. Foo? Uh, yes, foo. Uh, one of the first things that I think about when, whenever I'm reminded of the golden child is just the really weird, lanky dude with the chain and everything. And <laughs> I haven't seen this movie since I was a kid, so I, there's a lot more uh, reverse film <laughs> with the chain that I remember. But yeah, all the Adidas gear he was wearing. Yeah, probably different. Yeah, it looks cool. It's a uh, a good villain, good goon. Yeah, thank you. To him and Randall Tex Cobb. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, my number seven is the voice of whoever it was, like the the alter vo- <laughs> demon lo- Satan or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the same thing oh, as like Mister uh, Claw? Yes, oh, that's God. Frank Welker. Was it was, Frank was, Wilder as yeah, Jesus. <laughs> like, like, I mean, no, not knock against Frank Wilker because they they wanted him to do that, but like anybody can get in a recording booth and talk like this. Yeah, like, it's Mr. not. <laughs> but they, they couldn't just get like I, I don't know. They, we we just watched Fletch. Uh, they could have got uh, James Avery to do it. It would have been red. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah. Oddly enough, uh, Fletch also directed same director. Yep, my Richie, oh. not oh, my wow. Richie. Look at us with the theme somehow accidental. Yeah, uh, yes, yeah. I just thought it was hilarious yeah. that it was, was, and was it Mister Claw or Doctor Claw? I couldn't remember. Doctor uh, Claw. Yeah, I think it was Doctor Claw. Next time, Gadget. <laughs> Next exactly. time. Go, go, Gadget's voice. Uh, I will say that's that's kind of hard on the pipes. It is. Yeah. So maybe so they didn't need a voice hand. actor to do it after a while, but still. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Scott, what's your number seven? Uh, my number seven. Well, well, real quick, they they put an effect on the snake lady's voice. They couldn't have put an effect on the the demon lord. Just saying. Uh, if you hire Frank Welker. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. You don't manipulate. Welker barely even know her. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, number seven is the Tibetan airline. <laughs> just i i don't remember i i i definitely flew a lot uh, i f- have flown a lot and maybe i, I and boy I, your arm's tired yeah 
I not internationally though until I was like, in, in an adult. Um, but I got to think that the whole smoking thing was, was was no bueno for a while, which is why it was really funny to see everybody smoke on the on the the flight, but especially the flight attendant, <laughs> where she just got oh, the cigarette yeah. cigarette hanging out of her mouth that she's handing out pillows. Uh, uh, but the the whole the whole thing uh, was was pretty funny there and back. Um, they set up the joke with him listening to music the first time, and then on the way back he he just did the weird ad lib and uh, chanting to it. Uh, that was pretty funny. Um, I wonder if it was ad libbed. Uh, uh, yes, the, I'm the, sure it was. The, mm. the, the random woman, like just. Offering him food out of the newspaper. Yeah, it's <laughs> gross. Yeah. Uh, the airport, they've got cows going through. I mean, we're starting to get a little racist here. <laughs> but um, the it was it, it was all pretty funny. So yeah, the the airline, the the flights. All right, Alex, number six. My number six is uh, spoiler alert. Uh, they have to cheat. They cheat a little bit just to bring key back to life. <laughs> but I really like that. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, there's a ticking clock. We didn't save her in time. The golden child just goes, no, you idiot. You just raise her foot up. So she's touching the light. Boom. She's back. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. <laughs> it was. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, my number six is uh, <laughs> what the fuck demon at the end of this movie? Like that came out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it was because this movie. I mean, yeah, it's dealing with mystical stuff, and but not to that extent. I mean, ah, maybe not. The Golden Child's bringing birds back to life and making Pepsi cans dance. So no, I take it back. I guess it does fit with this movie, but it's still, it, I do, like I said, I do not remember that at all. But like I, I like kind of, cool. yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. I, I always lump that together with like the, the George C. Scott. Uh, Am I growing? Chris, Chris was, oh, I'm a growing man getting him growing by football. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but also uh, <laughs> Christmas Carol that they would also show on channel 13. And, and Scrooged also with the when he looks under the the yeah I know you're talking about like like in my head they're like all kind of jumbled together uh, oddly but yes it it is is pretty intense <laughs> some of the effects don't hold up that great though <laughs> no still, but for still the cool. time still yeah, cool. I thought it was cool mm-hmm. it kind of looked like they had the same character design as um if I remember correctly from the I like you when she turns into the full on VHS. Yeah. yeah. When she turns on to the full on sucky like puss or whatever the hell it was. Mm-hmm. Sucky puss. Uh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So that's my number six. Uh, Scott. Number six. Okay. My number six. And this plays into the hard PG 13 is the chunky asses. <laughs> it was actually pretty funny. Uh, that, that, a dude just on the middle of the street just got this magazine open, yeah. Which, which I thought was really bizarre to begin with. I, mm. I don't think uh, newsstands, which aren't really a thing anymore in California anyway, uh, would, would have the porno mags out on the street like that. Even in '86, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but just just the chunky asses <laughs> and Eddie Murphy looking over his shoulders. He's reading. Uh, 
uh, that was a pretty funny gag and... <laughs> it was i think it was weirder that the guy just kept looking at the magazine while eddie murphy was like what he's breathing down his ear i thought that was weird I mean, yeah, just, before just, the internet, you had to do lots of weird things to look at your porn. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now, now you just Google chunky asses. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. It's just a, a fun it's way to, favorites. to to show that yeah, this is this is an Eddie Murphy movie. It's gonna fuck with people a little bit. Uh, although he doesn't do a whole lot of that in this. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, just just get the humor out front. And I will say, uh, before you know, we're not going to rate it for a while, but it, it felt like this is a very Eddie, uh, sorry, Beverly Hills cop type movie where it's funny with action and stuff. It just, to me, it's not even close in comparison to that. But mm-hmm. something that's like, you remember when he comes to Holly or Beverly Hills and he's walking down the street and he sees people dressed weird and he's laughing at him and all this stuff. This kind of felt like that, but just not as good to me. But it, definitely it is, that vibe. It was weird that. That whole opening sequence, he's just like driving around like he's seen the sights. But he yeah, clearly like fighting is, the guy well, in front of pinks and stuff. Like yeah, he's fighting. clearly like, yeah, he lives there. But he's like <laughs> looking at all the the Hollywood, LA iconography. Yeah, it's just weird. Mm-hmm. But he loves the city. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Jeff? You just turned hey. on his camera, folks. I did. <laughs> Um, all right, where we're at, uh, Scott or Alex, number five. That's right. Uh, my number five is, as we were saying, this is a hard PG thirteen movie, and it, it, there's some genuinely creepy scenes in there. Ooh, excuse me. So yeah, it took me by surprise when when uh, they find the girl that he's looking for at the beginning, and she's dead, and the oatmeal with the blood and then you see the golden child trapped with evil on all four sides of him and that whole thing was unsettling yeah yeah there's there's a good creep factor in this movie that i, I did not remember i thought it was funny that the cops just let him stand around shooting pictures <laughs> that too this polaroid and his five yeah, flashes a giant polaroid mm-hmm. yeah, like yeah somebody, like somebody else was like who, who the fuck is this guy <laughs> All right. Uh, my number five is the whole uh, when he first meets the girl, which I forget her name. He, uh, he. She shows him the scroll. And he goes, this looks like a big joint. <laughs> and then it's the whole thing is like, uh, you better watch out when you walk by this town. They're going to try to smoke it. Yeah, I, thought that, I don't remember any of that. I thought it was funny. Like that scene when he yells at the kids to shut up. <laughs> yeah, I love kids. Yeah. I love working with kids. Shut, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. So he, he he the old scroll looks like a joint to him. That's it. That's my number five. So Scott, nice. which number five? Okay. Uh, number five was there's a couple of of bad lines in this movie, like really bad lines. Uh, the the worst one though is uh, from from poor Victor Wong. Okay. Uh, they made him say this but it's it's it, during the scene where he puts eddie murphy on the path of, of love or whatever and then he goes and talks to key charlotte lewis and he, he basically outlines all of his good points to, for her as she's ticking off his bad ones and then he says those magnificent americans 
so much power and no idea what to do with it. <laughs> Which is such a meaningless bullshit in and of itself. But uh, yeah. The fact they're, they're doing Americans. And in the beginning of the movie, there's like a 20-second shot that's all like American flags and, and yeah, uh, things like that. It's a little weird. Um, you know, somebody was like, yeah, we need more America. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that line was just awful. Like that... I, I mean, Jesus, even in eight, 1986, people had to be cringing a little bit at that. And, and that's outside of just any any of the cultural appropriation that, that is kind of going on here. Uh, Scott, nobody in this day and age is cringing at that. No, not nobody. The majority of the people, have you, have, have you noticed this country, would just be like, yeah, that's, America. No, you're, you're right. There's there's approximately <laughs> like 50 million people that are like, yes. like fuck yeah, we're powerful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, uh, the one thing I thought at the beginning when they were showing all the American flags, it was weird. I'm, I was wondering if they were just trying to say, "Hey, we're no longer in Tibet. Now we're back in America." I mean, I don't know the, the like you said the the chunky asses and the pink hot dog stuff. <laughs> chunky asses. Maybe would explain that by itself, but mm-hmm. it, it is, that was one cool thing I was wondering. Pink's like, is still around, by the way. Oh yeah, it's still a thing. So. Yeah. Golden child to save the world. Don't they have one at Knott's Berry Farm? A Pink's? They, they franchised out a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Since, since. I know it's not the original, but. That shop, I'm a, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Alex, number four. Uh, as I was saying earlier, my number four is my that I like this movie that introduced me to like uh, Eastern mythology, Eastern mysticism, stuff like that, to, to some more of the legends and stuff. Because as a kid, this was I didn't know the snake lady's name, but now I know. Oh, that's probably a Naga from, uh, you know, Easter, an Eastern mythological creature and uh, stuff like that. Oh, it all uh, originated from D&D. Hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All of it. Of course, now <laughs> that I'm older, I can recognize some of those like, oh, yeah, that's not right. Just like, ooh, that's too... Ah. None of this stuff is PC, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, but I, I like that this movie intru- piqued my interest enough to to do like research uh, to so I can, you know, learn more and get it right. Okay. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, my number four is the random wet T-shirt contest scene. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Honorable mention. <laughs> yeah, PG thirteen, right? Uh-huh. It's like, all right, we we've hired this attractive girl who's good at kung fu. We got to have a, a scene or two, and then it's like randomly she gets sprayed wet in her white shirt, well, and then later the, on he has a dream sequence where she's in a tight corset. Yeah, and so the, yes, when, yes, exactly, <laughs> Jeff. The, it's like okay, it's like the the corset corset thing. It's like okay, like he's been fantasizing about her. And that makes sense, like on some <laughs> level. But they already did the yeah the wet t shirt thing, and that that is mm-hmm. that that's some some real work there too where she like hangs there for like what feels like five minutes then gets sprayed and goes ah, <laughs> ah. there's like a, there's like the, the close-up shot yeah, yeah, yeah even george lucas blushed on that one compared <laughs> yeah. to the <laughs> yeah like jesus h <laughs> so i don't know it, just, it stuck out as a sore thumb i was like what the hell yeah yeah all right not that i was complaining all yeah. right uh scott number three Four. Number four is I like the the running joke. Uh, it only lasts a few scenes, but how he's he's mad about uh, his money getting taken. <laughs> how oh, for, yeah. for basically like for 
I don't know, like 20 lines of dialogue. It's just him like being mad about this <laughs> this guy that stole the $100. Uh, I did laugh out loud when they were out on the, the rowboat. <laughs> and he's still talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just yelling out to nobody. I'll paddle your ass. <laughs> Stupid like the, like the I think yeah. the line was, I'm going to roll your ass till it bleeds. <laughs> uh, and I like uh, Charlotte Lewis in that scene. Just the look on her face. <laughs> he's still talking about it. And then in the front of the boat, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a funny, funny gag. Yeah, he's the chosen one. Chosen one! I'm coming. <laughs> All right, Alex, number three. My number three is, uh, this movie, <laughs> not perfect, but it was a little bit ahead of its time by casting uh, a black man in the lead, uh, the, his uh, what's it, supporting actress, uh, also uh, Tibetan? Not Indian? even close. No? I, I was looking this up. I, I remembered her being like, like at first glance, I was like, okay, she's like Malaysian. Scott looked like her up all right. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> she's she's like, her mom was, was British Irish and her dad was Chilean Iraqi. So like nowhere near... <laughs> I see. I guess yeah. uh, Iraq is is probably the closest like <laughs> to Tibet, and they're not that close. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Middle East, Himalayas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, regardless, there there was a lot of people of color uh, cast in this movie, and the only prominent white guy was the bad guy. If he wasn't like dressed up to be like an Asian. <laughs> I, like, I didn't see him as dress up as uh, just like some weird Eastern European thing. No, I'm not. Yeah, him. But uh, what's this Tex? Oh yeah, well he was like a mean, yeah. so that's yeah. fine. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, but yeah, cling on. Yeah, 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 yeah a little yeah, bit. He's he got the forehead, can, yeah. the the ruffles there. Yeah. So I thought it's like okay, this is you know pretty cool. 1986. <laughs> I mean, movies by far not perfect, but it it's uh, it's a plus. All right. Yeah. Um, on to my number three. It's so my my last three are stuff that I remembered from this movie because so far everything I've talked about I did not remember, and I don't know why this stuck out with me, but I also have a question. It's when the kid is eating like leaves from his little twig or whatever, and he's oh yeah, yes, you know he's he's not eating the oatmeal and he's slowly eating those. I always remember that as a kid, but what is he, what is that? He just snuck something in and he's getting his sustenance, or is that his magic? Yes, or? yes. So uh, I, I know very little about this, but I, <laughs> I'm actually drawing on uh, Kung Fu Panda. Kung Fu Panda, yeah. yeah there, there's a line, there's a line in that about how like the dragon warrior can sustain himself by like the the dew drops of one ginkgo leaf. Um, I think the idea is that because he's such like on a higher plane that he can eat the leaves and and be sustained by that. Okay. I, I don't think there was like really any like super like trick to it. He's just able to do it, able to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's not, he doesn't have to eat the the porridge, the blood porridge. He can just get his sustenance from the yeah. leaves. Right, right. right. And they couldn't, they couldn't search him because no one could get near him to touch him. Right. Yeah. So I don't, that always stuck out to me as a kid when I watched that. All right. Uh, Scott, number three. Okay. My number three is. Uh, Eddie and Charles. So Eddie's good here. He's he's charming. Um, 
I I did like that there are a couple points where he's running the 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 doing the the fast talking kind of trying to run a quick scam a couple times um where he's just kind of fumbling through it uh, it's not the usual smooth like it, it is a contrast a little bit with uh Axel Foley um but him in the couple of scenes that he does have with Charles Dance I think are really good you know, Charles just has this super uh I, I don't know uh stodgy just extremely British like uh, <laughs> but it's still a kind of wry uh sense of uh, about him he's got like a half smirk like in the dream sequence yeah. um and then, and then in the airport um just how you know they're, they're playing off of each other I thought that was, was really good casting on on getting Charles dance and they they, they played well off of each other uh, where Charles um is clearly uh annoyed by his bullshit but isn't off put by it like everybody else in the movie hmm. um well other than maybe Charlotte Lewis um <laughs> but uh yeah and then I did I did chuckle when uh, Eddie Murphy kisses him on the cheek and the look he gives, <laughs> yeah. uh, like, I don't was, know if that uh, was scripted. Yeah, that that was that, that that was pretty funny though. The the, the look that he gives was uh, a little get a little bit of acting. Uh, so yeah, the, the two of them t- together, I think, uh, definitely helps elevate the movie. And Charles Dance is just a solid villain, anyways. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I go back and watch Game of Thrones one of these days. Yeah, take your shoes. That's like a hero. Yeah. <laughs> Callback. Alex, number two. <laughs> My number two is the special effects. I know, yeah, it's 1986. There, they are hit and miss, but there's some really good gems in there. Like the stop motion animation with the Pepsi can was fantastic. That all looked really good. Uh, the the demon monster, as you said at the end, looked pretty awesome. It, even, I mean, you could tell that it was, you know, claymation stop motion, but some of the scenes looked like really good. Uh, like when he's flying through the air and everything in the sun, that looked really solid. Uh, the uh, Naga, they only showed a, showed a short bit of her when Murphy takes the screen off because he wanted, wanted to see her silhouette because it's pretty banging. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's uh, dancing up there. That was a pretty cool, cool creature design. And uh, I think the best shot, though, was, as you said, uh, when... Noomsi was uh, meditating to talk to his master and then he's behind that in front of that brick wall and then that just starts tearing away and he, all of a sudden he's like in the astral plane in the demon realm. And that whole sequence was amazing. The, the wall falling away was very cool. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Pretty much agree with what you're saying. The only thing when they were on the rowboat that was totally a bad effect. There was a blue screen or whatever. It looked really bad on that one. That stood out to me. Are yeah. you saying they really weren't on a lake in, in Tibet? Yeah. Well, a lake anywhere. I mean, they were probably in a pool. The universal backlight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, my number two, it's already been mentioned a couple times. And also in respect to like, this is a hard uh, PG-13 that blood oatmeal at the beginning when he goes to that crime scene yeah. that freaked yeah. me out as a kid and I, I still don't know why he had the idea to go poke through the oatmeal yeah. like what led him to do that but then he poked it and the blood came out I remember as a kid like freaking out like oh, I don't want to watch this movie <laughs> and then, I mean that whole going back to what Alex was saying uh, about it being disturbing 
initial house looks like something out of fucking seven. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The evil wizard writing on the wall and everything yeah so, yeah it was, it was very yeah yeah not not for yeah, kids Blair Witch <laughs> 7 yeah and they were oh that was a different house anyway that biker gang was pretty terrible it was the worst they biker were. gang ever <laughs> honorable <laughs> mention again this this goes back to Lost Boys they're listening to Topless Sax Man uh, <laughs> there's no fucking way a hardcore biker gang that's like on the level of, of like human trafficking is is sitting around watching fucking hair metal going yeah like the, that's just not happening that's not a that's like thing. us on, on pants optional thursdays yeah. well, I mean, well we're, we're not a biker gang i mean we're that's what i'm saying that's what we do let alone yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Yeah. okay yeah yeah <laughs> it's just not happening it's, it's some hair nation of vh1 classics mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, it wasn't man. any. It wasn't uh, Bunker or Anthony Kiedis either from uh, Point Break. That's true. War, did re- I did get some Point Break vibes on that. Yeah. War Child. God damn it. Yeah, War Child. Back off, War Child. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Scott. Number two. Number two is is Charlotte Lewis. Uh, so uh, first question I bring this up every once in a while is why why wasn't she in more things uh, around uh, that time? Seriously. Uh, she's obviously very attractive, uh, but I, I really like her here with the, just kind of the stone face and how she's just kind of doing subtle stuff with with the eyes. Um, but it, she she plays well off of Eddie Murphy here. Um, she was kind of cool and collective, collected. Uh, you know, gets to show a little bit more emotion as as, as the movie goes along. And I thought she was really good here, and it's just one of those those, those actors that. I always wonder about like why things didn't really take off her, and I mean, she was probably typecasted to do Asian roles, which is not uh, yeah. <laughs> not really like what what she had in mind, maybe. Yeah, um, I, I like to speculate, and and she did get caught up in some Roman Polanski bullshit as well. Um, that I don't want to get into here, but uh, that that I'm not not difficult to imagine that 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 played into where where her career went but mm-hmm. um yeah again i, I just really like her here okay I, don't, I have no idea with her but i know sometimes a lot of actors they just get married and then oh yeah they want they want to take care of their family yeah that, so that's, that's always reasons, possible so. too but 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 in this case like so she was 18 or 19 it was 18 or 19 when she filmed this movie like she looks a lot older than that but uh so yeah i could yeah. see that like later on i guess but just a like yeah. the, I mean, it's a pretty big role. Like it just didn't really lead to anything. I guess is my point. Yeah, and she did she, other movies after this. She was in a Seinfeld. Right, she she popped up on TV every once in a while. Yeah, who? What Seinfeld was she in? Uh, I don't know. I just saw her IMDb. IMDb's. <laughs> Nina, the switch. Hmm. I don't remember what the switch is. Anyway. Um, Alex, number one, number uno. Uh, I got an honorable mention that kind of explains this, but Eddie Murphy is my number one. I still love him in this movie, but he's not at his best. But he's still really good. He still he still brings out the charm. He still plays well off of uh, Charlotte, like Scott said, and uh, what's his face? Dance, Charles Dance. Do the dance. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, he has some great, great solo scenes, like when he sneaks the knife onto the guy because he's paranoid that they're not going to let him on the airplane with the knife. Uh, yeah. Eddie Murphy. Killing it. Kind of. Yeah. He's good. Back to, this is kind of the heyday. This might, mm-hmm. well, I don't know if this is probably, I wonder if money-wise this was the least successful of his movies, but it was still probably pretty successful. And- I think he, he trashed the movie. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was not a fan of the the final product. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just found out she was in the switch, and this is the whole thing where uh, Jerry. Um, this is a famous episode where Jerry wants to get with his girlfriend's roommate instead of you know his girlfriend oh, himself. Oh, it's that one, the switch. Yeah, the Can't switch. But she's <laughs> not. <laughs> she's not one of those girls. Who she is is George's girlfriend. Who George thinks is bulimic because every time after a meal she goes into oh, the bathroom. Okay. <laughs> but somewhere. George is not upset that she's bulimic. <laughs> yeah. He's upset that he's wasted money on perfectly good meals. <laughs> of course I'm upset. I'm begging for this meal. That, that is funny. Also, <laughs> talk, talk about fighting out of his weight class. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> oh man. Yep. Quotes from monks coming soon. <laughs> there you go. Uh, my number one is the the every the only thing people really remember from this movie is I, I want the knife. Yeah, the, the whole scene in general, but him <laughs> mixing on the <laughs> monk pole. I don't even know what the hell he's talking about thing. <laughs> but, uh, 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 yeah. Him thinking it's a joke, and then when they ask ask him, and Egg Shin tells him to ask. I, I want the knife and. Scratches it, pretty goddamn. good <laughs> I want the knife, please. So that's my number one, and then that, that whole scene where he's going through trying to get it, and he walked the path, and then he, he what you said to walk the path. Sometimes you have to know when to not listen. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, there's a floor. <laughs> yeah. So that's oh, my number one. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Also, uh, my number Scott. one, Jeff. That okay. that that, uh, that whole sequence, uh, the uh, when he finishes, somebody turn on the goddamn lights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that made me laugh. Uh, I got the knife. By the way, hold on. That's a video game thing for me. Is what type of video game are you playing when you have to go through hell to get into the dungeon to get your item? And is the game one of those games that makes you have to go all the way back right. out? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or so you just pick up the, the Triforce piece and then you're, oh, you're out yeah. of the dungeon. Got to teleport it out. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Well, we got the cameras going. You actually saw me raise my hand up. He uses two hands, though, not one, Scott. I'm too lazy to do two. The only issue I have with that is... I don't know why it bothered me, but the glass they give him, like this is supposed to be some kind of ancient ritual. Like they got that glass at like a thrifties or something like that. Like, why couldn't it be like, take this crystal (laughs) goblet or or something like that. Like something that, that, that would have made sense to exist in that, this ancient, ancient uh, Uh, monastery. Yeah. No, that's going to bug me forever. (laughs) I never thought about it now. It's just, just some cheap glass yeah, yeah it should be like a, a metal or a clay glass well i can see it's, you want to they it still need to be um translucent i guess but so they could have been, been something the they could have the prop they could have come up with some prop is all i'm mm-hmm. saying that you could still see in the water 
But you can see some drops spilling. Yeah, I guess as long as he doesn't spill, spill it like it, I think if I think if it hits his hand, that's okay. As long as he doesn't actually spill over the side. Because yeah, they, he definitely said you can't spill any, and they clearly show him spilling something like, <laughs> on that close up. Like really, yeah. take two. Yeah, there's drops. I see droplets. It's like a beer fest. <laughs> He's out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, any honorable mentions? Yes. So okay. uh, two for me. Um, one is I, I I get that they they wanted an LA shot to end the movie. Mm-hmm. But where the fuck are they? Like it's they're like in the like just in the wilderness, walking out of the wilderness. Like that's not a park. Like wherever wherever they are, that that's overlooking the city. Um, and it just it bothered me. <laughs> like where the hell are they? Are they up in the Hollywood Hills up there? Some, something area? like that. They were they were somewhere yeah. where people don't walk or aren't allowed to walk. Normally is is what it looked like. Uh, second thing is just a a point. Um. So, the, the the second worst line in the movie is after she gets shot in the back and she says, like, I didn't sleep with you to push <laughs> you that I slept because I loved you. So, like, I'm like 99% sure, but they yeah. boned earlier in the movie, right? That wasn't yes. just, like, her sleeping over? I think over? so. Okay. But, yeah. Okay, I wasn't I wasn't 100% sure on that. <laughs> hey, look, there's a bed. It's a little confusing because yeah. he puts, because uh, Aishin puts him on the path. Right. But it's like, but they already slept together, so like... Uh, that's probably because he didn't know, number one. Number two, he's her dad. Yeah. He's also, like, hey, uh, so kudos no, to... Wait, did we know... Go ahead. Did we know at that point that it was her dad or not until she goes and talks to him at, after him talking to Eddie Murphy? Yeah, that's right after. Yeah, that's after. So you don't know at that point. Yeah, yeah so the, we never knew before that 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 was her dad until... Right. No. And then he says, okay. oh, father. And he's like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, don't right. sleep with my daughter. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's, he's got some willpower when she comes out wearing the dress shirt. Just saying, <laughs> mm-hmm. toward the end of the movie. Uh, yeah, those those are my two things. Uh, oh, one more thing the 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 fucked up ADR that they had for for Egg Shen when he's like posing as the, the street seller. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, yeah. what the hell was up with that? Yeah, like it was like a different actor. Like it didn't even like it was Frank Wilker. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> probably, you know what it probably was. It probably was. It but been, like they decided, know. like, oh, we need him to like say other stuff. I, it was just weird. Yeah. Anyway. He was cussing too much. <laughs> oh, PG thirteen. Uh, yeah, my honorable mention is that this is something I did not know about this movie, and it explains a lot about why. Eddie Murphy wasn't the 100%. It's because, and as uh, Scott said earlier, that Eddie Murphy trashed this movie. He was not happy with the end result because his his role was like very different at the beginning. I guess this movie was supposed to be Mel Gibson and it was supposed to be like a super serious uh, movie. <laughs> Maybe a precursor to Ransom. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but, then, but then he dropped it. So then Eddie Murphy got on. And he was doing, uh, I guess he was doing maybe a bit more of a serious role, something that was uh, different. But then in test screenings, Paramount panicked because the test screenings weren't going as well as they hoped. And so they're like, oh, no, we need this to be more like Beverly Hills Cop. We need this. We need more Axel Foley, more Eddie Murphy isms. So they forced them to actually go back and reshoot a lot of stuff. So maybe that stuff in the lake when he's doing that 
probably reshoot the stuff in the airplane when he was being goofy. A lot of that stuff was reshot to for to you know to have Eddie Murphy be more like the classic '80s Eddie Murphy that he was in Beverly Hills Cop. The other thing that I think it's a, a very huge travesty is that the original composer they had the music already composed and set for this movie, and it was John fucking Williams that did it. Whoa. And they said, uh, nope, now that we're making this more into a comedy with more Eddie Murphyisms, we're going to change this more up and make the soundtrack more like Beverly Hills Cop. I wonder, I wonder what it was repurposed for, because they always do that. Composers always use their shit for other things where it doesn't get uh, used. Yeah, that's right. That's a good Harry point. Harry Potter. that sense of magical whimsy (laughs) (laughs) that would be oh man i gotta do some research on it because yeah i would love to hear his original soundtrack for this movie that'd be Uh, awesome yeah Uh, sorry one one more quick thing um just looking at the trivia in in the spoilers section imdb so some some of the people that put stuff on here are uh i i i can't even put this uh, a little intense. Yeah, there's a guy that has three separate paragraphs here, laying out the trivia for like what happened to her character when he got hit by the crossbow bolt. Nothing to do with the plot, actors, or how the movie was made. But just just injecting body just, just just injecting like real life crossbow <laughs> physics as it would have applied to that. Oh, scene. that, <laughs> that kind of. Like basically talking about like okay, just just here's one here's from one of the one of the paragraphs. To kill that quickly, the bolt would have had to do one of three things: sever her spinal column, cut a major blood vessel, or stab her heart. <laughs> okay, uh, facts. I didn't That's realize nice. people were clamoring for for how that was supposed to work. But, uh, there we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Wow. Yeah, last thing I want to say is just that <laughs> uh, uh, Michael Ritchie just can't get away from the uh, wannabe uh, Beverly Hills Cop movies, I guess. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't. So I'm looking at uh, Eddie Murphy's uh, credits here. This is still pretty early on. This is like his. So he did 48 Hours, Trading Places, Big Defense. I don't know what that is. Beverly Hills Cop, Golden Child. So that's pretty early. Then it's come, then it's Beverly Hills Cop Two, Coming to America, and then other stuff like Harlem Nights and another Forty Hours Boomerang. But yeah. it, it is it is interesting. Uh, not related to that, Jeff, but the, this did come out in nineteen eighty six. So the same year that that Big Trouble in Little China was released. Mm-hmm. That's right. So it's hard to imagine that there was a lot of like overlap there but it seems like there's a lot of overlap <laughs> actually john carpenter was also the first pick to direct golden child huh and i'm yeah. also surprised that what's his face is not in this movie um his name tommy something the guy who's in die hard and big trouble little china oh the mars bar yeah oh oh al lung Al Long. Long. Yeah. Seems like he should be in this movie. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Well, it was a big trouble of China. Yeah. All right. Let's rate it. As usual, we rate on a scale mm-hmm. of one to seven. I almost said five. <laughs> one mm-hmm. to seven. One being absolute garbage, seven being perfection. Alex? 
What'd you oh, give it? Funny you said five because I give this a five. Uh, yeah, Eddie, I think if Eddie Murphy was spot on, if maybe they kept his character and the John Williams score, certainly it'd be a lot higher. But uh, I think purely for nostalgia's sake and because I'm a sucker for stop motion animation, I'm going to give this a five. Okay, I'm going to give it a four. It doesn't quite reach like status for me. I didn't, I didn't hate it, but compared to like my other favorite Eddie Murphy movies, this doesn't come close. So yeah, it's a four. Scott, uh, also a four. Uh, I enjoyed it overall, but I probably don't need to watch it again anytime too soon. Uh, there's a lot of goofy shit going on in this movie that we we didn't really mention, uh, like when she's jumping twenty feet in the air randomly. Um, <laughs> that they kind of mm-hmm. distract, but yeah, good good stuff from the lead actors here. Um, overall, uh, again, pretty breezy for an hour and thirty minute movie. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, that wraps up that. And now it's time for a crossover topic, which is what, Alex? Our top five cults in entertainment. Yeah, this was tough for me. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what's your number one? Number five. My number five is I haven't seen either of these movies, but they're so <laughs> ingrained in pop culture. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> but uh, The Wicker Man. That's the first thing I thought of. Colt, Wicker Man. I, sh- I should watch yeah I should watch the original movie and then you know the bees everybody knows about the bees the bees okay um, my number five is from the movie Us have you guys seen that? no oh, I have not seen it yet alright well I don't want to spoil it too much but the movie Us came out, came out last year the year before um, watch it it's pretty creepy okay that's all okay, I'll watch it. Okay. Wait, did you guys see the other one though? Um, Damn have, it! I've not seen Get Out. I've not I seen Get Out. I still have not seen that movie. Wow! I gotta, I gotta get off my ass and watch it. Yeah. So oh, this have this Halloween. Yeah, put them on, Halloween. someone put them on the list. They're good movies. Yeah, yeah I'm not allowed. So, <laughs> what do you guys put it on your well, list? You can remove two and add two good movies. <laughs> well, when, when we do, when we do, when we do Halloween, like, it can be on your list. Oh, okay. Hello, the let's separate say, Halloween let's list. Let's for, 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 yeah. for a month. It's so much better during that time because we all have good movies. We should start Halloween episodes in like July. <laughs> I I would yeah. argue that they're not all good. <laughs> but okay. Well, I would argue they're better than a lot of the other stuff. Yeah. Screw starting Christmas early. We should start Halloween early every year from now on. You're right, Jeff. There you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's my number five. So Scott, what's your number five? Uh, my number five is I don't remember the the name of the cult if the if they actually do say it, but it's the cult in Manos, the Hands of Fate. Um, <laughs> I still have not seen that movie either. This <laughs> is uh, it's just not good. I, I mostly just wanted to bring this up because uh, this this movie does fill a, a special place in the, in the history of, of cinema. Um, as as the worst movie ever made, uh, I don't know. Did, did did you guys ever watch much MST3K? Uh, yes. Yeah. So you know they had the the cutaways in between where you had the the, the puppets and the actors and stuff. And so you, you basically had the evil scientists forcing them to watch all these movies. This was the only time I've ever seen that where like I think it was like halfway through the movie, the mad scientist gets on the. The, the TV projector and tells them like 
Hey guys, I I just gotta say I'm I'm sorry about this one. <laughs> like, I, like I generally feel bad for you for once. <laughs> but this, this movie was just even with the MST3K uh, uh, soundtrack to it, it's 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 a hard watch. That's number five. All right, Alex. Uh, I might get a, need to have a ruling on this. Uh, do you guys consider uh, the KKK a cult? Yeah. 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 It's not fictional, sadly, but it's... I know. <laughs> it's it's yeah, cult. Well, you I know, it, Alex, uh, yeah, it's fine. I, I did think of one thing that uh, I'll bring up my honorable mentions because I didn't think it counted. Mm-hmm. That, that's kind of in line with this, but yeah, go ahead. Okay, well, uh, specifically the clan from Red Dead Redemption uh, 2, mostly because, oh my gosh, it was just the best fucking feeling when you're just riding around your horse and then you see like uh, a bunch of clansmen out in the woods and you just light that stick of dynamite knowing you're going to kill every single one of those guys. It's awesome. That's the best. Just I'm, throwing I'm a stick sure of dynamite that- in the middle of their meeting. Oh, I'm sure. Th- I'm sure there was some very fine people in, among them. <laughs> no, there wasn't. Oh man, I'm still laughing about it. I might fire that game up again just to do that. Anyways, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, my number four is. Did you guys see the Da Vinci Code? Yes. Or read I it. Sure did. Did not read it. Alright. Uh the Priory of the Scion. I think there's a couple different cults in that movie, to be honest with you, like the Masons and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I don't know if you consider that a cult or not. But the Priory of the Scion. Well, that was some cool stuff in that movie. And once again, I won't go too much into details, but while that movie was cheesy and same thing uh with the book, which I don't think I made it through. I read about half of it, and then the movie came out, and once I saw the movie, I figured I don't have to read the book. But um <laughs> Yeah, I like that stuff, especially at the end of the. Oh, can I spoil this movie? Or no, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah, fine. It's, what? Yeah, of course. So, like, the, the whole thing's a rip off of other stuff. But yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. But at the end, like, I like when they um, when they find out who what what the Holy Grail is and who it is and that whole thing, and then they come out of the. I think a library or a temple or a museum or whatever, and all these people will show up to meet her and everything. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and then so yeah. Okay. Uh, Da Vinci Code. It also starred Magneto. All right. Well, then, uh, Scott, number four. Number four, going to, following Alex's lead here, going to the video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Los Illuminados. Oh, you fuck. From Resident <laughs> Evil 4. That's on my list, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was like, the, I, I, wa- I tried hard to come up with a video game one, and this was the one that popped in my head. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, this is Backwood. Spain, like, I wonder if they're supposed to be Basque, like separatists or something. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking too much of this, but uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh yeah, just the, these these uh, mountain folk, <laughs> simple labor folk, and then uh, some military people later. But uh, once you get to the the big castle, then it gets super culty. Um, <laughs> it's a little culty out there, but it's okay if you put your coat on. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> super culty. You yeah. might, might catch a cold. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's the the Los Illuminados. Yeah, from Resident Evil Four. All right, Alex, number three. Number three is the same. <laughs> My favorite Resident Evil game. You should play. It's, Everybody play. It's awesome. What's the line, Alex, about Pikachu? <laughs> 
Oh, is it? Te voy a hacer picadillo. Yeah. Hear that 5,000 times. Yeah. <laughs> mierda, mierda, mierda. Un forastero. <laughs> that, was, that was my favorite because you always hear it from the distance. Yeah. <laughs> Un forastero. Yeah. That's like what? Outsider? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's more of a Spanish word as opposed to Mexican un, Spanish. Un forastero. <laughs> that's the one. Yeah. What are you buying? <laughs> that guy clearly was in Spanish. Yeah. Oh boy, it had a high price. Got some kids for ya. <laughs> All right. Um, my number three, and I have not done Star Wars in a while. <laughs> and right now you're probably thinking, what cult is he talking about? Oh, I, I know. I think Alex would know. Hey, what do you think it is? Probably on my list too. It's, oh, it's, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna guess it's not the Sith. It's not technically, the technically oh. it's not the Jedi, technically also a cult. Exactly. Cults it's don't not. necessarily have to be evil. Um Scott, uh, you never really. <laughs> Is it is it something to do with a crate dragon? No, but you're on the right planet. Okay. The sand the sand people. No. It's the cult of the power droids. And I've learned what? this from one of the podcasts we talk about all the time, Star Wars in character. <laughs> I've never heard of these guys. Yeah, so go, go listen to the Power Droid episode. So these guys had a cult, and when they're walking around going, gonk, 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 that's literally them like <laughs> proposing themselves, like asking you if you are part of the cult and asking for money for the cult. And that's all they would do is walk around, and there's some, it's a, you gotta listen to the episode. I'll give them some traffic. Go listen. It's, <laughs> So stupid. It's like legends. I don't, obviously, it's not canon anymore. But I always loved that when they talked about that episode where these gunk droids are just walking around trying to solicit people into their cult and getting money from it. And, and what's just, what's what's uh, the? I'm, I'm almost afraid to ask. What's a power droid? The gunk droid. The, the yeah, the, the gunk like droids. The, they look like a, they're in um, like boxes and they have legs. Yeah, the legs with the boxes like in okay. like Luke's walking batteries, farm. pretty much. Got it, got it. Gonk, 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 gonk. Power droid seems like a misnomer. Yeah. Well, everyone used to call them the gonk droids, and then I think they've canonized them to make them power. Like in video games, if you run up to them, they'll give you like they'll give you ammo. I think. Like in some of those games, I think they're like ammo droids or whatever. But anyway. Okay. Gonk, 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 gonk. There it is. Scott <laughs> number three. Number three is the Thuggies from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Uh, That's a good one. This is I the this of of my five. This one's the most cultish, I guess. <laughs> as, as we as like stereotypically cultish, I guess. Uh, yeah, just a, a whole group of of uh, the, these these Thuggies uh, underground, and you have Molaram and. Uh, you should get some some cool rituals, the the, the heart removal and everything. Uh, Kalima, uh, it's it's good stuff. I don't know what you're doing, Jeff. You know what they're doing the whole thing when they sacrifice the first. Oh yeah, okay. They they do the one sacrifice before they put um, what's her face in there? Lily, what's her name? No, like a man's name, right? Lily, Willie, Willie, yeah, that was it. Yeah, 
All right, uh, Alex, number two. My number two is <laughs> uh, Cabin in the Woods. Where I mean, <laughs> sorry, Scott, <laughs> but yeah, that whole industrial complex is pretty much just a cult that worships and sacrifices people to uh, the elder, elder gods. And that's so uh, won't destroy the earth. Exactly what it is. Yep. That's good except one. except it's actually like based on reality, which is <laughs> like within the movie anyway. We're not just doing it randomly, hoping that they'll they'll get their name. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's like the shit is real. In the movie. All right. Uh, my number two has already been mentioned, but I have seen the movie, and that's The Wicker Man. Um, Hot the face. <laughs> I'm not right. a wicker man. I'm a wicker man. I haven't seen the, the cage one, but I've seen the original one, and yeah, and it's pretty... It's not really a scary movie, but it, it is definitely a cult. And some if, you, if you want to see Nick Cage, like, kick women in the face, that's the movie for you. <laughs> All right. I don't want to see that, so I'll stick with the original. Um, there it is, the Wicker Man. Uh, Scott, number two. Number two is I think I this movie's come up a lot on our list lately, but the, my list anyway. But uh, from Hot Fuzz, the I forget what their their name is within it, but the the Sanford <laughs> Town Committee, the Greater Good, yeah, who's committed to the Greater Good. Damn, that's good. Uh, who who, <laughs> d- who is uh. Doing whatever it takes to get rid of the crusty jugglers. <laughs> crusty jugglers. <laughs> a great big bushy beard. Yeah, it's classic. They oh, go through the watch town out, business. <laughs> You've got a great yeah. big bushy beard, too. It's true. It's true. Um, it's it's getting out of control, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Bush Bump. Haven't said that in a while. <laughs> they, they go, they go, they oscillate between the, the town business of talking about how somebody just had kids and. Uh, what they named him, and then everybody going, "Oh, isn't that nice?" And then the on to murder, as it were. So yeah, murder. Uh, uh, this is spoilers, but uh, anyway, hot fuzz. Yeah, go watch it. <laughs> All right, Alex, number one. My number one is the Sith. Uh, whereas the Jedi is like, "Oh, he's force sensitive. Let's train him to be good. Let's force him into the Jedi Order, and he'll be a good guy." No pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> but it didn't. The Sith are, are a little bit more choosy because there's only two of them. I, I like the whole backstory of the Sith, where they where they have to be sneaky in their cultish ways. Uh, I think. Well, I think choosy isn't the right way to put it. They just have to be very careful about who they. Yeah, they have to be reveal, choosy. Reveal them. Well, no, but like, <laughs> no, choosy means like, oh, that person's not good enough to be a Sith, or well, no, yeah, no, they no do one doesn't too. have the talent level we're looking for, like. I always got the impression that they just needed to take somebody they thought they could turn. Like, like power Anakin. was kind of secondary. No. Uh, they'd have to, they have to have talent. But, you know, like in true cis belief, it's like, yeah, I want to pick somebody that's good. Uh, but if he, if he takes my place, he's going to end up betraying me. They, they go into that with that foreknowledge. So it, it's more of a like, uh, it, it's also got a layer of the, the survival of the fittest. So if your old master still beats you, it's like, oh, he wasn't worthy. But then if he beats me, that traitor's well, bastard, well, so, so he wins. Just just to be a, the devil's advocate here, uh-huh. the most successful Sith that, that we've seen, probably Palpatine, uh, that he, basically, of, yeah. he basically gets to where he is without getting his hands dirty. Because yeah, he's a bitch asshole. 
Right. So you would want <laughs> another bitch asshole to take your place, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, like you wouldn't need Darth Maul running around the taking tale of Darth plays the wise. Yeah. You wouldn't. You wouldn't <laughs> need. Boss. Yeah, you would need Darth yeah. Vader running around murdering everybody. You need somebody that could be like super manipulative to get what they want, because that seems way more effective. Yeah. Just saying, they didn't think this through. No, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but let me ask you this. Is the Sith cons- really a cult? Like, are Vader and Palpatine and Maul a part of a cult? Or are they just Sith? And then the people, like, I guess in the very last movie that we're all there watching Emperor be whatever the frick he was, are those the cultists? Mm-hmm. I, like, what is the cult? I, I, think- I, had, I never considered the Sith a cult. I thought it was like a religion or, you know. The- this is just a club for cool kids. I think they're both. I, I honestly think the Jedi and the the Sith are both cults. The way that they're set up, it's just yeah. like one's like more toward the the, you know, the typical good and evil. So are monks cults in our world? Because I consider Jedi is more like monks it than I depends. do. Depends. Like I think we're we're getting like really into semantics here. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But but to, to your question though, Jeff, like cultists as we think of them typically. Yeah, that's those people that are cheering on the unlimited power. Like that that's that's yeah. those are the cultists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are those are they they're Sith, but they're not like Sith Lords, I guess. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Sith Lord? <laughs> Sith Lord. <laughs> yeah, it's a cult, they just have low numbers. Right. They need to be sneaky. <laughs> Very low number. Yeah. Two. Two or one. Yeah. All right. Um, so my number one? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it is. My, uh, my number one is, uh, where did I lost it here? Oh, Rosemary's Baby. The devil, uh, the devil's cult. I don't know what you want to call it. <laughs> that baby is the devil. He's circling back around to Polanski. Yeah, uh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A movie so old, I don't even want to talk about it. And it's by Polanski. <laughs> If you haven't watched it, all politics are not politics. Don't pay for it. <laughs> yeah. Don't give him any money. Don't even mention his name, but it is a really good movie. There it is. Number one. Mm-hmm. Scott. Uh, Cabin in the Woods. A the fully functioning cult. Uh, well. Just like the Death Star. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, we never get to see a fucking mermaid. <laughs> We're a man. <laughs> tequila is my lady. <laughs> That's a real the tequila cult right there. <laughs> oh, excuse me. All right. Um, I have two honorable mentions. One was, I mean, it's the Manson cult, but from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And yeah. then uh, the band, the cult. They're one of my favorite cults. That's a, really, <laughs> that's a really good band. What about the Blue Oyster? <laughs> they are not. Yeah. They're a good song. Other than that. Uh, any from you guys? I agree with the your song, your the cult thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, I don't know much. Stonecutters. Oh yeah, oh, more, yeah. Of a, That's a like, good more of like a it's secret society. Yeah, than a but cult because there's not really like. Uh, I don't know. I don't they know. have an Ark and a Covenant type of thing, but they only do. when Homer burns his shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Remove the 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 stone of shame. Attach the stone of triumph. Triumph. <laughs> All 
Well, with that, it's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? So you know how you're in a Mario Kart race, and you can see the finish line. (laughs) It's right there for the taking, and then all of a sudden you hear the dreaded blue shell (laughs) coming up behind you. Ruining friendships. Mm -hmm. Uh, That kind of happened in real life in NASCAR. And uh, at the Daytona 500, no less, where they were at the the last half half lap. And uh, a driver also, named Joey... Also known as the Daytona 499. That's right. <laughs> 499 and a half. Joey Logano was the leader with half a lap to go. And all of a sudden, just something happened and his car went out of control. And it, and, uh, it went right into the wall. It took six other cars with him. And the guy, I believe, who was in third place, managed to avoid everything Uh like he was the underdog pretty much as the the article here on ESPN calls him was a likable loser <laughs> which is, i don't think very flat flattering but uh well he's going to uh, I, I think he's going to get a good paycheck out of this so he can yeah. probably it <laughs> yep um his name is damn it i shouldn't have scrolled michael mcdowell ends up winning the oh, Daytona 500 say what Nothing. I love his music. Yeah, Michael McDonald. Uh, yes, yeah, so like, for all the Michael McDonald fans out there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> the the accident is spectacular. The article I'm reading here doesn't mention any fatalities or any injuries, so I'm I think everybody's okay. Hopefully, yeah, uh, I don't know anything about NASCAR. I don't have much to say here. Yeah, yeah. but it, it's just astonishing. You can see the video of the entire crash. It's it's a sight to behold, to say the least. All right. All right. Yeah. It's time for Neam News. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Okay, uh, pretty much only want to talk about WandaVision, so we'll circle back around to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex, anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, a quick, really cool sci-fi movie that I saw. Uh, it's a Korean movie, and it's called Space Sweepers. It's on Netflix right now. And uh, the effects, the special effects are awesome. It, it has a lot of, uh, what should we call it, uh, fucking uh, Guardians of the Galaxy vibes to it. Uh, where it's it's like they pilot this junker ship that hauls in uh, debris from outer space. Uh, it's got the regular, you know, cyberpunk dystopian storyline where super rich people live on the satellite while everybody on Earth is living in a toxic wasteland. But there, most of the movie is all up in space and everything. And, it, and the, the spaceship designs are pretty awesome. The special effects are cool. They have a robot sidekick that's pretty charming. Sweepers and, in space. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Uh, uh, the best part of the, this movie is that it's truly like international. It's something that you don't really get with uh, American movies. Not that I've seen anyways, where they have universal translators where everybody can understand each other, but they don't go to like, oh, everybody has inter- translators. So everybody now speaks Korean or the audience listens to everything in Korean. No, everybody still speaks their own language. Dudes are speaking French or Russian, German. Uh, Korean, Japanese, and stuff like that. But whenever something comes up, it's in subtitles. So I so, thought that was really neat. <laughs> I wonder, like, because I was wondering about that when you see movies where people clearly can't speak the language that they're actually speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, <laughs> how much of that is just memorizing their cues? 
Yeah, <laughs> exactly. When it's all phonetically memorized. If someone speaks for like five minutes straight in Korean, doesn't understand a lick of it, but they know when they're finished, that's their turn. And yep. they jump up and go like, you can't be serious. Uh, yeah. Uh, yep. But that's not a problem with this movie. Everybody just speaks uh, their own native languages, uh, some English in there too. So I thought that was really neat. Uh, the only problem with this movie, I don't want to spoil much of it, but it's got the fucking, uh, the AI Spielberg problem where this movie should have ended like half an hour and it would have been an amazing ending. But they, they got to ram that happy ending down your throat. And that's the, the big minus on this movie. But everything else, really cool. So I still recommend it. All right. Anything else? Nope, that's it. All right, Jeff, anything you wanted to go over? Uh, two things. One, I finally finished Deadwood. Really good show. I recommend. Welcome <laughs> to Deadwood. Yeah, 20 years later, uh, however long <laughs> it's been, 15. Uh, it is weird that it just ends. Like You can tell they did not know the, <laughs> that the show was, being, was ending. Did, so. did, was this in the middle of the writer's strike when all this was going on? Oh. That, that I don't know. Anyway. Huh. Um, so I, I don't know. Jukebox playing, and the camera went to different characters. <laughs> they just—they're setting up. Char- they're introducing characters like halfway through the season. They can tell they're just kind of setting up story arcs, and then it's just—it's done. Um. So, but it was still a really good, sh- really good show. Um. I, I st- if I go back, I think about it, if I had to choose like Tombstone or Deadwood, I'm going to choose Tombstone. But whatever, it was still really good. I started watching the movie. I haven't finished that yet, and it's just weird. They aged. A lot. Because <laughs> that just came out in 19. And so I was like, ooh, Oliphant, he got old. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I haven't watched all of it. I need to, to go back. I, I just remember some singular moments that are just fucking great. Yeah. The the, the scene where the, I, I can't remember the character's name. It's been so long. But the, like the, like the only two black guys in Deadwood. Uh-huh. The, the episode where the, the one guy calls him a liar <laughs> it was like holy shit like <laughs> only on HBO uh, yeah. that that'll sequence the the Hostetler. yeah the the big fight that uh, I don't remember when this was but the big fight that uh, uh, Swearingen and Bullock have in the yeah. middle of town. And then, like in the middle of it, he just pops up and goes, "Welcome to Deadwood." <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a couple epic fights out there in the thoroughfare. Um, one thing there's, I have to do more research, but uh, the Hearst family, bunch of assholes, especially this guy. You guys that invented waiting. the car? Hearst? No, he invented the the, the mansion on the bay. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's just stealing everybody's gold, buying them out, being a dirty bastard. I don't know how much of it's true or not. But. Don't, don't they like like the Earps set up shop and then they just tell me get the fuck out? Isn't that basically what happens? The Earps roll in the town for like two uh, two or three episodes. They like basically won a timber mine off of somebody and they go to the timber mine and they basically there's like nothing there. You could come back. There's like nothing but like kindling and stuff. And he... They also did something pretty bad. Like, yeah, uh, Bullock's like, just get, get the fuck out of town. This is going to get really bad if you stick around. Um, but yeah, they had, it was two of the herbs. Not, there was no uh, Morgan. It was Wyatt and yeah. Virgil. Sorry, Chur- Chur- Sorry, it was, it was Morgan and 
Wyatt, not Virgil. Yeah, it's probably okay. true, true to real life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, those, those, there's definitely real stuff in like Wild Bill Hickox in it in the first season, and that yeah, was real. Yeah. That's where he lived, and with the spoiler, it's still, other stuff happens. Uh, hmm. <laughs> so anyway, that was good. And then the other, being me being the Star Wars guy, uh, Mandalorian lost a character because she's a nut job, and uh, Gia yeah. Carano has yeah. been removed from... Show without getting into politics, you just you shouldn't. Even if you believe stuff, you shouldn't be tweeting it like that. Especially if you work for Disney, bad stuff's going to happen. And that's all I really want to say. But yeah, she, she's gone. She, yeah, she like doubled down on it. Like she already got in trouble before, and yeah, and and then she knew she was in trouble with her employers, and then she did it again. So you had to think she knew what she was doing at that point. Mm-hmm. Whether whether you agree or disagree with, with, with any of that. But uh, yeah, yeah. I've seen some funny stuff about how like I disagree. Like season, <laughs> season. Wait, what do you uh, disagree with, Alex? Everything that she's saying, Jeeva. No, right? No, no. I'm I'm oh, saying yeah. like she knew like what she was doing when she when she said what she said. Is my point? Oh, okay. Like the second time, like when she doubled down, she yeah, like, yeah she wanted out. Maybe like I I I I can't like if she was surprised by what happened then. I don't know, but um, yeah, like Jeff said, I don't want to talk too much about it. Um, I have seen some funny things though about how like the opening crawl for the new season of Mandalorian, like people have made that. <laughs> it's like Cara Dune's flying a ti- flying next wing, and <laughs> and crash lands on a planet and dies. <laughs> like that's uh, yeah, she's uh, stupid. She not only lost, she was going to get her own show or at least be part of another show and everything. She probably, blew all she, that, like, yeah, but... we were yeah, we already speculated that she would pop up. For sure, in like the the book of Boba Fett, uh, there was a Ranger show that was coming on. Or yeah, yeah, that just seems like tailor made for her to pop up into. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's just uh, whatever. Good the only, the only thing I'll add is that they somebody gave her the poochie treatment, and it's <laughs> on the internet. It's fucking hilarious. Oh, that's cool. They replaced her with like Don Cheadle. No, no, no. The the literal Poochie, poochie treatment. I have to go now. My planet needs Where me. She's, she's in a scene with Mando. And then all of a sudden, I have to go. My planet needs me. <laughs> the freaking cell flies up. It's awesome. So, yeah. Hey, it just sucks because we, you know, nice, strong female character and uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. She's a nut job. So good riddance. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I got. Um, Let's talk WandaVision, Scott. Yeah. WandaVision. All right, so uh, I can't believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think any of us brought up, like, or speculated on Malcolm in the Middle. I know <laughs> that was. I great. Mean, you can't believe that uh, one because like, it came out in 2000, on. so we skipped the decade. Did, did it come out? I thought it was late 90s when it came out. Was it really? 2000? Yeah, I did. We looked into it. Yeah, Laura and I. Wow, it was like 2000. Wow. Okay, wow. Um, I still saw a few seasons of that. Yeah, but like, like between. So like TJ the TJF stuff basically like growing pains into TJF was was the previous week, so you know like in between then and that would have been like what like home improvement, which wouldn't have been that different. Well, no, they didn't do uh-huh. TJF because last week they did Family Ties. This Family there, there was there <laughs> no, was definitely I don't think Family Ties was TJF. No 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 no, no 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 it's it's not. I'm saying Family oh, Ties okay. into TJF was last week because they they were doing like. There were definitely references to Full House. Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't remember those, yeah, that. That era. Yeah, yeah. Like when that whole opening sequence last week 
when they're sitting out on the the park. Okay, there was one little part there, sure. Okay. Right, right, but I mean, like the like my point is though that 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 was meant to encapsulate the that whole that whole thing. Um, yeah, you jumped Malcolm in the middle. Um, I think this week was my favorite of them, like acting like they're in a sitcom. Out of all of them, like I, I did like mm-hmm. some of the, the Dick Van Dyke stuff, like the the magic show. Um, but like, I, I I really enjoyed her performance this week, like playing the the sitcom mom. Um, uh, I thought that that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we we get some. We don't get a lot of answered here, really. Um, no. Kind of reconfirm what we kind of already guessed was that. She's at the center of everything, which is not which is basically what they established already. Um, but mm-hmm. she basically doesn't know herself what's going on, not in total anyway. Yeah. Um, we do learn a couple of big things. Uh, again, spoilers for anybody that that, that <laughs> is still still on that hasn't seen it that that cares. Um, that uh, that vision is alive on some level. Yeah, I I thought he was gonna like poke his hand or face through the wall and it was gonna go gray, and we thought I thought he was gonna the concave hole in his forehead, but nope. Right. So so he, he can only he can only exist inside, but the fact that yeah. he was able to push his way out means that yeah he exists on some level like outside of just her. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He was still he was falling apart. He was remember last time we saw him in the previous episode, he was in bits and pieces. Yeah, I guess it's... And he was falling apart as he was coming through. So, I don't... And he never made it all the way through either, so... Yeah, like, so he probably can exist outside of it, but but I'm saying, like, he's not just a figment of her imagination. Yeah. Or, or that, that's putting it, that's, that's underselling it, like, not, not a construct of, of the hex. Not purely anyway. Why do you guys say that though? Because he was literally once he was falling out, he was falling apart. Because he's acting. It was instant. It's not like he went through instant. It's not like he went through the barrier and started disintegrating. He actually took a few steps and then he started. Right, I'm I'm saying he he's but he's acting independently of her. Oh yeah, that too. That okay, sure. That I agree. That's that's my point. Is that yeah, he probably can't exist outside of the hex. But inside of it, he's more than just, well, the kidnap, the poor kidnap people, mm-hmm. <laughs> the poor automatons, and and stuff that just maybe made up wholesale. Um, we don't really learn, like, wh- like what the the full deal with Pedro is, but he seems to like know everything that's going on. Like, yeah, he he seems to be a, like a a bit of an outside force. Yeah, I feel like he's like her subconscious on some level. Yes, um, that's there, there was there was too. a really funny exchange of of some lampshading <laughs> about <laughs> yeah. her, about her accent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where he, she asks him like, "What happened to your accent?" And then he immediately goes, "Well, what happened to yours?" <laughs> yeah, and as if to say like, "Well, okay, okay." For people that have been wondering, like that's the that's all we're gonna get. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So people have noticed. It's just uh, no no one's. Uh, Got into the full explanation, but um, yeah, he does suddenly. He seems like a like a Jimmy Cricket, I guess. Um, I really like Evan Peters here again, playing up the whole sitcom thing mm-hmm. uh, as the the lazy uncle. Um, the kids, uh, I thought it was interesting that they there's a lot more focus on them this time. Um, yeah, a lot of that was 
from the, the kind of the Malcolm in the Middle lens. Um, mm-hmm. But you see that that they're the kind of also like Vision maybe are, are acting independently on some uh, to a degree. Yeah. Um, so the one kid has the super speed, which was in their genes, which is kind of weird that they say. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed mm. the the marquee outside of the movie theater. Like one of the movies was The Incredibles. Oh yeah. yeah. So the whole the followed up with him running around like Dash. Although yeah. it was, that was funny. I forget what the second movie was if that played in anything. Uh, and it was another Disney movie. Um, yeah, I can't I can't remember what it is now. Yeah. Uh, Mary Poppins. I don't know. So the other kid gets some some kind of telepathy, which is more in line with with her. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see like what kind of whatever he develops. Um, so so far, we're pretty much right about the the shields function. How so just- before you for the kid, so all of the characters in the family were dressed up as classic Marvel characters, right? Like he was classic Vision, she was mm-hmm. classic Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pietro was classic Quicksilver. The little boy was too. What was the other kid dressed as? I did not, could not figure that out. Uh, he looked familiar, yeah, but I can't yeah, I put my know. finger on it. I was, I didn't, I was really thinking about that. At first, I thought, question. yeah, at first I thought Gambit. I was like, no, it's not. Yeah, it's not the trench coat or the boots or anything like that. Doctor Strange, maybe, but not really. I, I don't. I you know, it would be interesting if it is Doctor Strange because she's supposedly supposed to be in the His next show. Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. But I, that'd be kind of weird. I don't know. But yeah. I just thought that was something interesting that they were all dressed up as their, you know, original versions in their costumes or whatever. Yeah. I did, I did like when he calls her out on when the Pietro calls her out on her costume when she says, "Oh, it's it's how the." Fortune Teller's dress, and they have the the, the, the sitcom flashback. Oh yeah, <laughs> the herring is to share. Yeah, the, when they the kid, they get some disease from it or whatever. Yeah, like they said. Uh, so yeah, Shield's just doubling down on a Shield Sword is doubling down on just being the like the we've got to take her out, dudes. Like <laughs> that's kind of the one day easy, bros. Yeah, yeah. Uh got to see Jimmy Choo though go go ham. Yeah. Uh and and go off and they're the only two to escape, right? Did, did, yeah, did the, I think did the car with the the stupid chief did they outrun it? I don't remember now. Yeah, I think uh, they I think did. they did, right? Yeah, they almost got caught, but, right. okay. but Darcy got pulled in at the Darcy end. Darcy got pulled in, mm-hmm. so I'm curious to see like what role's been assigned to her. Mm-hmm. Like when she when she's in there next week. Oh, she's gonna. Oh, if it was the nineties. I was gonna say she's gonna be um, Kimmy Gibbler. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. she, she would be good in that role. Or a waitress. Hey oh oh hey oh. That would be funny. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, Rambo and uh, Chu make it out as well, and they've set up this. I, I can't even remember the. They they described him as initially, but like a aerospace scientist or something weird like that, or engineer that they needed help with for some reason. Like Darcy's friend, so they've they've mentioned him twice now, um, yeah. specifically. So I'm wondering if that's going to be another big cameo 
that's the big thing I've been thinking about. Like, what is the that's going to be the big Skywalker moment? Yeah, Reed I Richards. I don't think it can be Sarsgaard. Uh, so, so big <laughs> so, so because the way to describe him doesn't is not like his role. Like, if she said, like, oh, I know this other like nuclear physicist, like, then that would be him. Mm-hmm. But the way she described it was more of like an engineer, I guess. Um, and did she say him? Like, is it not possible that it's Natalie Portman's character? Uh, I could have sworn they, they attributed like a male. Okay. Um, but yeah, if it's possible. Um, yeah, Natalie Portman would be a massive flex. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but she would also be like a nuclear physicist, though. Like, they would have said that. She's an astrophysicist, isn't she? Because she was yeah. studying the 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 gates and everything, said, and Thor. But she says something about like aeronautical or whatever, like something to do with the drones. Okay. So, Mister yeah. Fantastic, maybe Forge <laughs> yeah, could be could be Mister Fantastic. They're bringing in Forge from the X Men universe. Yeah, it could be. Uh, See, so yeah, I'm curious. Like, yeah, but like Jeff said, that I think it's like my biggest outstanding question right now is who's that going to turn out to be? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did think it was interesting that they showed. Uh, in the flashback, they actually show the clip from Age of Ultron when Quicksilver gets shot. They uh, did, did they? Yeah, with this, huh. with that actor and everything. Shit, so, so that, to, so yeah, that exact clip. Um, and Quicksilver does answer enough questions to make it seem like it's that supposed to be that same character. Yeah. Because, like, he does mention, like... He deflects, though. He doesn't answer he, he does, outright. He definitely yeah. deflects most of it. But at one point, he does mention, like, getting shot in the back. Which which could have been common knowledge. I don't know. That's... Uh, uh, eh, could have been. Yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, they brought his body back. I did watch Age of Ultron recently. So, yeah, Hawkeye did bring Pietro's body back in the rescue boats. Right. Yeah. Um, there's one thing that everyone knows that Vision's dead. Yeah, would, would that be something that really people would know? Like Vision died, and then a second later, Thanos snapped, and everyone disappeared. Like how would like Tony Stark or who? Not, he was left. Whoever the few remaining Avengers, like <laughs> by the way, Vision is just dead. dead. He's dead. Dead. He doesn't snap. Like yeah, it's just weird that everybody knows that Vision died, not snapped away. Uh, you know it's what? Thing, but it, well, the, it, I think the it, Avengers would have been well known. So yes, right. they they would have said that like these Avengers have been snapped away. These Avengers are dead. Why would they say that? Like, what's no? But also, it could be Wanda's memories creeping into the people because they could already feel like all oh, the the heavy isolation and the the heavy depression that she's feeling. So some of those memories could have also seeped into all the townsfolk that she's controlling. No, but like Darcy and Jimmy know that. They're not in the... No, but they're in that universe. I mean, they're FBI and she's the scientist. No, I think, I, think it's, I think it's common knowledge. <laughs> All right. I mean, I, I think it is common knowledge. I just don't know why it would be. Like, I can't see, like I said, Tony Stark, Captain America said, Spider-Man, Black Panther, they're snapped. Well, there Vision be... is dead dead. Well, maybe there was like no... But I, I feel like... Yeah, Memorial maybe? There would, there would be like... So many people focused on what they were doing that they they wouldn't have been able to. But he was in the middle of Wakanda too, so 
Yeah, I don't know, Jeff. You bring up a good point. <laughs> I, I do feel like it's common knowledge, though. Like, I think it is too. I just I don't know why it is common. Yeah, knowledge. yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. yeah. No, because if they didn't want people to know what happened to Wakanda, nobody would have known. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there was like five people there when it happened to actually see what Thanos did. Like, whatever. But that I mean, was after just... after uh, T'Chaka goes to the UN and like reveals Wakanda to be like a technological superpower. You mean you, T'Chaka? You mean T'Challa? T'Challa, thank you. Sorry, <laughs> T'Chaka's is dead. Oh God! It was. Um, I thought. Never mind. I thought you said something else. I thought oh, you okay. said the little beast in um, the Tonka end of the Lost. <laughs> Chaka. Chaka. <laughs> no. T'Chaka um, was the okay. T'Chaka was the planet where all the Krogan live in Mass Effect. That's T'Chunka. That's T'Chunka. Yeah. Chunka. The Tonka is a buffalo. The Tatanka is was undefeated <laughs> in the WW. Yeah. Yeah. EF, whatever you want to call it. Um, so, division. So, so finally, uh, <laughs> the, the last thing I want to talk about was the. She, so Vision, as we mentioned, tries to bust out and begins falling apart. So, in order to, to save him, she expands. The what, yeah, the hex bubble, the bub hex, <laughs> and you get the long shot, and you actually see the edge on it, so that yeah, it really is a hex. Um, yeah. I mean, you don't see all all the sides, but uh, you, you can see like okay, yeah, hex. It's got the it's not a it's it, it's not a bubble. Um, it's not a tumor. Yeah, so I'm curious to see like what happens now that the, the other people have been drawn into that. Like, how much of that can she maintain? Because it already seemed like. She was having a hard time right. with people on the periphery. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, like with the kids. Like, they actually bring that up with the PHO saying, "Where were you? Where were you, where were you stashing all these kids?" Yeah. Uh, so that that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, were those kids actually real? Like, uh, so that, yeah. That, now I'm questioning is like, how many of these people are actually people, and how many of them are just like constructs? Uh, Mm-hmm. I think they're all people. She just can't control them all. So it's kind of like yeah. a video game where you don't render the stuff in the far background. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, that that makes sense. But with the kids, though, like there should have been like a few kids, right? I, I, don't, I don't know. Or maybe that's just like the old sitcoms where there just wasn't any kids running around. Yeah. I don't know. That's how I took it. Um, and who, who trick-or-treats in the middle of the afternoon? Give me a break. <laughs> uh, E.T., they do it. Yeah. I know. In movies, it happens. <laughs> this is a thing. <laughs> Uh yeah, um, and then uh, so that's everything I want to talk about. But there's one more question uh, putting out there, and anything else you guys want to talk about? Um, yeah, the question is a DC character. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Uh, question. So we we're we're gonna Malcolm in the middle. Like what? What's after that? Like the only thing I that I could come up with it's was like how I met your mother, but but no, it has a it's like a, a family sitcom. Oh yeah, that's right. It's gonna uh, be a family. The only sitcom. thing I can think of between that and that is like Modern Family, like that mockumentary style. But oh, I don't know, yeah, that's like good. what what's what else is there? Assuming that it is it is a family uh, yeah. style sitcom, because mm-hmm. if, if it's not, then there's lots of things they could do, but. Yeah, we thought of Modern Family as well, um, but I stopped watching sitcoms like around Malcolm in the Middle, yeah, so that, I don't even. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Everything did turn into like The Office and like the, that kind of stuff. 
so um yeah I, I don't know and i didn't watch i've never watched modern family so i don't really know what that kind of what that show is i know it has al bundy in it <laughs> that's all i know no, it's 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 like the office like okay. they talk at the camera once in a while and then yeah doing it's weird shit yeah they don't act like real people mm-hmm. i mean it could Except be like they do. what's the real popular one with the nerds oh, big, bang big bang theory, theory. Ugh. god i hope not it's not popular with nerds no i'm saying it's, <laughs> it's nerds <laughs> Uh, that show, uh, yeah, yeah. If they stick to just family sitcoms, yeah, I don't fucking know. I mean, they could make the whole next episode animated, and it could be like, oh uh, yeah, Family Guy, Simpsons. Family Guy, Simpsons, all the Simpsons yeah. was pre. Yeah, it's still 89. going, Scott. <laughs> it's, still going. Yeah, it's, it's pre true. and post all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I. There wasn't many things answered, but I did like, okay, she's definitely controlling it. Like, you know, she told her kids don't go past Ellis Street or whatever the street name was. So she knows what's going on there. She was able to expand it. I think she won't be able to control it. Like we talked about, she already didn't have the bandwidth to control what she already had. Uh, So then she got sucked back into it. So now he's going to have even more questions, right? Unless she overrides him somehow. Yeah. Um. And did the did the wave even stop by the end of the show, or did it keep going and then they just no, rolled it credits? Yeah, it okay, I can't remember. The other thing we didn't talk about was that the your uh, Monica Rambo's DNA or whatever kept changing every single time oh. she went in. Yeah, so I don't know what that's going to be. Is this is this something to do with mutants? I don't also, know. Also, seems pretty stupid on her part to be like, I'm still going back. I've I've seen blood tests before. I'm going back in. Like, <laughs> yes. like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, you know, she's not she a scientist. She just told you that it's super dangerous. We don't know what's going to happen. Oh, <laughs> no. Med- well, I mean, like, it's just a report. It doesn't mean anything. Uh, it kind of <laughs> does. <laughs> yeah. But th- I could definitely see this being a way to create a, a hero or a supervillain of some kind if they keep going in and out. This mm-hmm. is changing you somehow that when I mean, you get bit by a spider or get injected with the serum... Why can't going in and out of this thing a few times affect you? Well, I got, yeah, I got it. I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but I got a maybe spoiler theory that I think might happen by the end of the series. You guys care? As long because. as you didn't like get this from any, any internet sources. <laughs> no. This is but once really- he says it, it is now part of the internet, Scott. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Everything on the internet is true. Kind of related to the events of the House of M. I know we talked about that a little bit in the comic book series. Mm-hmm. It, this could be a reverse of that, where at the end of it, there's no mutants in this universe, but through Wanda's power, it, she like starts creating them. You know, that's it's interesting because uh, for the 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 thing between Marvel and Fox was like Fox could say like they copyrighted. Uh, mutants. mutants right mm-hmm. and so that's why it was always like enhanced or something like that in, in the mcu yeah but yeah that would be interesting if this was finally their way to to get around that or not mm-hmm. to get around it but to introduce it properly to to that to the whole mcu by calling them mutants mm-hmm. um yeah but, she but, changed but, them but, somehow they're mutants they're mutated yeah but mutants are born as mutants. they weren't mutated right, they're right. born that, as mutants right 
That is so correct. that's a difference. So, so that seems maybe, like a little bit of a stretch, maybe, but yeah, maybe. But what if? And follow me here. What if it's just the people that she controlled in the hex that are mutants? But then that population, you know, goes off into different, you know, directions. They rebuild their family somewhere, and then they start having, you know, kids or more yeah, kids and everything. Maybe. And then they start, you know, but actually being this, born with powers. It's kind of like a plot line in um, uh, Agents of Shield. Oh yeah, when they when they, with the Terra Genesis stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or also even in uh, Legend of Korra when they try to track down all the Airbenders. Oh, that's right. All yeah. of a sudden, a lot of them were born. Spoilers. Made airbenders. <laughs> All right. Well, okay, so 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 other than Modern Family, we have no. I don't. No. Guesses. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it just goes off the rails from here. And Wanda doesn't. There's a bunch of shows going off at different sections of the city. Yeah, maybe they just make their own WandaVision now. Yeah. Something original. Oh, right. let's not forget the little claymation commercial that was pretty fucking disturbing. Yeah, like, that was, I was like, wow, this is super dark for... Yeah, remember that, remember that fake uh, Sports Slam commercial from a while back that they had on YouTube? Where it was kind of like a Capri Sun commercial and all the kids drink the juice and they turn into like the T-1000 gels and they start flying around. But then when they get to the house, they all meld together into this giant monster. No. Oh, you don't remember that? Oh, that was sounds like something from Adult Swim. Yeah, but it was just a plain YouTube. Oh, well, not a plain YouTube thing, but it was just a YouTube video, and it's <laughs> horribly disturbing and hilarious. So, okay, what what was the name of the product? It was something. It was a yo, like a gogurt type of thing. It was it like OK Magic or Go Magic or something like that? Yeah, it's like Go Magic or Magic Go. And the yeah, shark and yeah, the kid was just. Couldn't open it and he starved to death. It's like, yes. holy shit. So so the product name didn't ring any bells from anybody? Yeah, not with me. Okay. No, not with me. Also, Magic remar- could be her. It could be Doctor Strange. Yeah. It could be... Whoa. Yeah. It was super dark. Uh, what... what? Remind me, please. What was Lagos again? That was the city where she blew up the building oh, that's when right. we were trying yes, to stop yes, yes. what's okay, his thank face. You. Thank you. Yeah, and that's the big that. porcupine monster that in the future shoots up meteors and destroys the earth. <laughs> I think it's Lavos. Oh. Right, Jeff? Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> episode seven. There's three more episodes left, so there is nine, according to IMDb. Nine. And um, based on the ratings from IMDb, which obviously take with a grain of salt people have liked the last three a lot more than they liked the first three okay so i think they're more like it's once it got into the more of the marvel stuff and trying to tie things together mm-hmm. i don't this is different i don't like it people like well, these more than the, the sitcom so so i think there, there, there will be some kind of i don't want to say payoff but there'll be there has to be some kind of big tie-in to the whole thing yeah like 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 like, like all uh stinger Although maybe be a lot more elaborate than, than we're used to. Mm-hmm. So that will set up other things. Yeah. Maybe this will all lead into the Doctor Strange movie too. That could very well be it. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought of it. Maybe they're going to be the Sopranos. Yeah. <laughs> the next show. Yeah. Getting yeah. a little darker. Vision's like injured and stuff. So maybe. There we go. All right. Turns into Always Sunny. <laughs> always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> Oh, God. That'd, be, that'd be great. 
He's a cyborg. Arrested Development. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Nice. There that makes is. sense. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense or not. <laughs> but if they do, they have to bring back the uh, brothers to direct it because they're the ones who... Oh, uh, yeah. That's right. The Russo's. <laughs> it's all coming together. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> just, mean, have, <laughs> just have them direct like the sitcom parts, though, not the... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How much could one Mindstone cost? Ten dollars. <laughs> go watch a Star War. Go, go, just five dollars. Go see a Star War. Yeah. All right. All right. You ready to wrap this up? Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. That's, uh, that's about it. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget to go to our Patreon and subscribe. We got quotes from Springfield coming up. Mm-hmm. Just recorded a couple tonight. Go out there. Page, give us some patronage. Hey, give us money. Please. Please. <laughs> we've got each of us has five kids to feed. Uh, we've got how many 600 and something episodes? The servers, they, they cost money. 600 episodes? 360 episodes. That's the one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> See, we need brain transplants yeah, too. Yeah, I know. Jeebus H. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Be excellent to each other. Yes, please still wear your masks. And <laughs> try my product. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.